0: And thank you for being with us today on Vedic Wisdom. I'd like to talk to you about the useless information that is in our school systems as opposed to valuable information that is in the Vedic literature. Now, we have a situation where they change the education system, the standard, the syllabus. They change the standards for the teachers as to what they must be capable, skilled, and abilities they bring to the students. They change the uh, focus as to what is the core level of understanding for any given course that the students are pursuing. Uh, I mentioned on a show here a few weeks ago that a professor in the United States gave a 1930s examination on what was required for, I can't remember what subject, I think it was uh, a physics subject or something of that variety, another one was sociology, and he gave the examination to his so-called graduating students from the university of today, and no one could pass it. So this is very much the symptom we have here in our schools now, that they allow calculators. You don't have to figure it out. You don't even use a slide rule, you use a calculator um so many of the things that are being put forward in schools are twisted i was at the university looking at what was being taught in a sociology class and another one what was being taught in a pre-medicine class and oh my goodness they certainly couldn't pass any tests they're being controlled they're being programmed They're being told that sexual preferences, it isn't just masculine and feminine. There's a whole range. And that different people's interpretations and understanding of what is actually masculine is being updated such that there's more than one category of masculine. Well, if you look deeper on these subjects, why do they want to under-educate the people? Our whole understanding as human beings is that we are to increase and improve the species, such that there's more knowledgeable intelligent people to make positive contributions to minimize the anxiety in society and to maximize learning and fast-track knowledge to the next generation as opposed to irking it out and trying to write it down and make some sense out of it. We're supposed to pass that threshold where knowledge of all things both material and spiritual are understood and they're delineated to the youth in such a way that they can see things in proper perspective and not have to recalculate or reassimilate all the knowledge. It's been consolidated together and presented in a text-type form so that the students become as intelligent as the professors upon completing the course. And they are thereby intelligent beings who make contributions into society at the higher level of that particular subject. And now we don't have that happening anymore. So why would they want to do that? Why would you want to see the intelligence level of the humans decline? Why would you want to see the ability to cooperate and understand and work together collectively for a higher goal be stopped? Why would you want individuals to carry with them misconceptions to their lives that they were given at school during those years when they were impressionable? Well, the answer is very simple. It's not good, but it's very simple. They want to become God. They want to control you, me, everybody they can, into a system where you are dependent upon them, and they therefore tell you what you are to do or not to do, and thereby become subservient to the few. The many are to become the servants of the few. That is godlessness. That is what our society is racing toward in every aspect of our lives. And today we're speaking specifically about education, knowledge. They're not giving any real knowledge at the universities. They're giving misconception, almost carte blanche now. I was having a sad discussion with a lady this morning about the propagation of the concept that College students are being educated that they have the right to abort a child even up to five years of age. Now, can you imagine that? The lady I was talking to, she said the only way they can imagine that is because they are people who have not had children. And I have to add to that, they are being totally miseducated with the concept of it's all right to kill your own young. This is not human. God never says that. God never intended that. The Lord's compassionate by nature. You want Him to be compassionate to you. You know you're struggling with your own virtues and morals and standards. You're struggling with your own difficulties of life. Karmetic predicament, we would call it. And you want the Lord to be merciful to you. You know you've made some mistakes. And you wish those mistakes could be forgiven. Well. How can you want the Lord then to approve of you killing a child? Now, I don't know how old you might be, but I'll bet you if you stop and look back, you can remember being four or five, maybe three, maybe two, I don't know, but four or five years old, first years at school, you can remember it. It was life. You were living it. You were learning it. You were interacting. You had attachments and love. You had all sorts of possessions. You were in the game at four or five years old. They want it to become legal to kill that child because I decided I don't want it. It's an economic problem. Or it won't mind me. Or I don't think like it does. Now this is not abortion. This is murder. Has human society sunk to that level? Is that how unhuman we've become? This is the situation we're facing. Everything in society is being taught for us to not be intelligent, to not take care of our own young, to not look for the survival of the species, to not take care of ourselves, to not have a voice in our own futures. You get problems at the schools. You get problems... They're they're protesting. They're standing there banging inflated plastic things against each other, blah, 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 blah. Making a bunch of noise. And this is going to affect change. The supporters were saying, oh, you should uh, like us on Facebook. Uh, Send an email to the chancellor or send an email to the minister. Or they'll completely ignore you. They know you aren't going to like it. Their intent isn't to make you like it. Their intent is to dominate you, to become your God. This is Agenda 21. This is the elitist mentality. This has nothing to do with God consciousness. And the key into this whole analysis here is they are constantly changing it. Now, if you actually acquired knowledge, you would want to preserve it. But they don't preserve anything. They constantly change everything. So you can tell right there, it's not actually knowledge its narrative it's designed to control how you see things and these poor students these poor children they're naive they're innocent they're thirsting to see things in a proper perspective and they're being fed this trash this misconception and this is how we can see that difference the Vedic literature is protected by a chain of disciplic spiritual masters self-realized spiritual people who have been empowered by God, the Supreme Personality of Godhead, to protect that Vedic knowledge such that every human has the opportunity to hear or read the Vedic knowledge in a pure form, unadulterated, because adulterated does not solve the problem. So it's been protected for thousands and thousands of years, millennia. Such that you get knowledge without adulteration, and it and it is true. It's not. It is knowledge. It's no need to change it. It is unadulterated. It is classified as the spotless Purana. This Vedic literature is spotless. It has been compiled by the great saints and sages, by you know, encouraged and supported by the incarnations of God. It's been protected by a specific chain of spiritual masters who have been brought forward uh, in systematic fashion, self-realized souls, not speculators. Those who know the meaning, who know the goal, have achieved perfection on their own, and thereby they have been able to write and delineate and organize and present Vedic knowledge without adulteration. And knowledge, real knowledge, that's presented to you in its pure form without adulteration cuts through the illusion of misconception. You simply have to hear it with an open mind and listen and see from a higher perspective the reality contained in the wisdom in Vedic knowledge. It is emanating from the Supreme Personality of Godhead. It is not fable. It is not concocted. It is not hearsay. The Lord speaks over and over and over and over in the Vedic literature. It's not like, can you talk to God? God's talking to you all the time. Do you think you have the ability to talk and God doesn't? Or you think he has the ability to talk and he doesn't use it? No, the Lord is reaching out to all the living entities across the universe all the time trying to educate them, trying to inform them, trying to give them guidance for their best interest. Because he is compassionate. He's not uh, propounding abortion. He's not propounding animal slaughter. He's not propounding uh, war. He's not propounding uh, lying, cheating, deception, immoral activities. He's propounding you to achieve your own divinity. And you need to know the actual predicament you are in, and that is done by reading the Vedic knowledge. The situation with the Vedic knowledge is simple. It is intended for uplifting the living entities in the human form of life. The living beings, especially in the human form, they're seeking happiness because happiness is our natural situation, but we're vainly seeking that happiness in this material world. We are constitutionally eternal sparks, part and parcel of the complete whole Supreme Personality of Godhead, and His happiness can be perfectly perceived in spiritual activities called devotional service. The Lord is the complete whole, and His name, form, pastimes, qualities, entourage, personality, everything is identical with Him. He is not a material person. And you, as a conditioned living entity, just to come in contact with the Lord, true knowledge, true perspective, true teachings directly from the Lord, through the proper channel, the Vedic knowledge, devotional service, the door to perfection is immediately opened. The Vedic literature starts with Bhagavad Gita as it is, and the Lord has explained that the contact uh, between the living entities and the Lord through devotional service uh, brings one to a consciousness that is never Baffled. One has never have spiritual awareness or knowledge or realization taken away. It becomes your permanent asset. So we can see these great saints and sages have achieved that level that they have a full consciousness of spiritual benevolence and knowledge. And they thereby are in a position to bring you a proper understanding of the Vedic literature, of Vedic knowledge, of eternal activities of engagement and devotional service as a prime activity for a one-to-one relationship with the Supreme Lord Sri Krishna this is the opportunity that's in front of you there is a potency in the transcendental platform in the spiritual platform that de- descends into the material universe and it at once acts on the living entity at once transcendental topics Uh, are injected through the ear of the disciple, and the Lord effectively liberates the living entities from within the heart through the vibration of the Vedic knowledge and associating with spiritual beings. So, just contact with this knowledge and oral reception, listening. This transcendental message enters into the heart in seed form. And from that seed form, it grows with the watering of chanting the Hare Krishna Maha Mantra, associating with spiritual beings that bring forward deeper and broader levels and perspectives of spiritual realization, including the name, form, pastimes, activities, and entourage of the Supreme Personality of Godhead. Lord Krishna is the cause of all causes. And his knowledge and information is delineated through this chain of disciples succession, through the Vedic literature, through those purified souls who have realized this knowledge. That combination is a threefold combination that the knowledge gets to you purely. And I want to mention the Lord gives you respects your independence gives you independence and you perpetually have control over your independence it's not unlimited independence but it is nonetheless yours to control we see the opposite happening in schools and universities and in the society in general they're trying to take your freedoms of choice away from you we get that all the time you can you're free to make a choice from the three options we've given you no Just like at this one university, uh, there's a radio station that's taken over, that they are in control of broadcasting on the university, and other radio stations can't be there. Well, what happened to choice? Why do they have so many radio stations if they're banned at the place of education? Shouldn't they be studied at the place of education? So that people know which ones are actually knowledge and which ones are actually deception. So, but the management has made a choice, so we're going to stop all other stations and allow just this one that, well, it says what we want to say. So, it's in on the game. We have that. The media, the newspapers, the radios, the television, they're in on propagating the government, the United Nations, the global control concept over all the youth. And they're miseducating them on purpose. They're restricting their access to alternative news and information. They're restricting their access to true knowledge. They're giving them facts that are already out of date. They're changing the information year after year after year that they're teaching. So we know there's no depth in it. It's not a solution put forward by the understanding of humanity. It's another narrative they've rewritten year after year after year to bring the consciousness of the people to where they want it. You have to see how this manipulation is going on. How it's going on to the detriment of humanity. People are not thinking for themselves. People are regurgitating the same things that everyone else has heard. They strive to pick up a little bit of information that's new or different so they can sound smart in their peer group. Oftentimes they concoct something, say, oh, I also heard this and this and this. So they can look important in their peer group. But we have the biggest peer group of all is from the United Nations and the governments and the institutions and the media and the pharmaceuticals who are trying to drug everyone. They're all trying to improve their control over the masses of people such that they don't think independently they don't strive to be the best they can be they don't ask the hard questions and demand answers for them the education system is literally broken into a godless attempt to control and the vedic knowledge is standing up as the only beacon of untainted knowledge everything else has been twisted and tainted i'm always in anxiety when i hear someone say oh the bible is the word Well, I can't help but ask, which one? It's been changed and beat up so badly, it's a total disgrace. So, you may be, or you may not be, believing in the original text and the original intent. That's a tragedy. You should be able to have firm faith that that Bible is unadulterated, and we can't anymore. But the Vedic literature, that hasn't happened. It's been protected specifically. It is still being protected specifically. And it is being presented for your benefit. It may not be what you want, but it definitely is the truth. And when you become intelligent, when you become enlightened, when you become serious about spiritual life, you will only want the truth. You will not want the narrative. You will not want someone to patronize you and make you happy with teachings or regulations or standards that fit in with your modern way of living. You need to be given the straight truth. What is good for me and what is bad for me? Explain that from God's point of view. Not from mine, not from yours, not from the neighbor, from God's point of view. What does the Lord say He thinks is the right way for us to act? What does the Lord ask? What does He demand? What does He command? He's looking out for us. His, His whole conscious mentality is compassion. And we in the human form of life, we are the embodiment of compassion. And if we're not, it's because of this contamination. This contamination is negatively affecting the pure, natural, compassionate uh, tendencies in the living entities. The purified living entity, free from the illusion and contamination of the mind and intelligence and the environment and the body in general, They are compassionate beings in all circumstances. They have a firm commitment to the truth and they have duty as their responsibility and goal of life. And they seek out spiritual knowledge and spiritual activity. That's human, real human. We're being taught to play games and care about sports and mistreat and abuse and neglect the children. Even abort the poor children. The woman's uh, womb is the most protective environment, and now it's not safe. This is not human. This is not knowledge. This is not beneficial. This is degradation. This is the problem. If you're satisfied in your life, you should be ashamed of yourself. Get up and figure out what it is you don't know. This life is not meant to be a beautiful place. It is not meant to be perfect. This is a place for you to learn. If you are not learning, you're in trouble. It's creeping Death is creeping up on you. You must be learning. You must be striving. You must be trying to understand your eternal relationship with the Lord and your eternal duty to the Lord and His wishes for you. You have uh, a unique God-given quality. A virtue, maybe more than one, maybe quite a few. But what are you using that virtue for? What are you using them for? You should be using them to uh, encourage, to develop, to expand the Lord's plan. That's service, not my plan. That's selfishness. So if you're sitting back all happy with yourself because your selfishness has worked out quite nicely and you have all the bells and whistles you want and you're comfortable in your body and in your home, you should take yourself aside and have a serious talk. Your work is not done till your last breath. Keep working, keep focused, keep contributing. Keep striving to be the best divine person you actually are. Not the person who's watching television. Who's watching your phone. Who's lying to people about your activities or your desires or your (laughs) analysis of them. This two-faced hypocritical stuff will not lead you to enlightenment. Just because you're comfortable doesn't mean you're a success. We have to rise up and get real knowledge. Not an education, knowledge. How did you get here? Why are you here? What is your duty? Why are you forced to get old and leave? Where do you go at death? Do you have any control over that? Do you have any say in that? What is real education? What is real knowledge? What is beneficial work and what is horrible work? Can you answer those questions from the absolute point of view? That means those answers that are going to uh, influence and guarantee your upliftment. This is spiritual knowledge. This is spiritual perspective. You need to be proficient. Every human being is supposed to be, by design, proficient in spiritual knowledge. Enlightened and benevolently contributing to the enlightenment of others. It isn't just material knowledge we're supposed to be getting at the universities about how to fix a car and a computer. We're supposed to be getting knowledge about what is a living entity. What is the duration of life? What determines it? What is the afterlife? What is reincarnation? What is real knowledge? You have to be working on these to be considered human. Responsible. The whole human race is supposed to be working on that. The Vedic knowledge is trying to wake everyone to that fact. And all the other thing that's going on now is a evil force is dominating the media, is dominating the money, is dominating the natural resources to try to pressure you into being what they want you to be. No choices. Maybe you get a choice out of the two options they give you. But no choice, no freedom, no understanding of what is your rights. Rights are given by God. They're not given by government. Rights are given by your constitutional condition. That's by the Lord, not the government. The government is trying to take God out of the equation, make you beg them for resources that they stole from the Lord and are selling to you and make you understand that you're indebted to them, not to the Supreme Personality of Godhead. This is a godless, demonic society that destroys the planet, kills the human children, and subjugates knowledge and substitutes it with rhetoric, narrative, deception. We are living in that age, in that time. It is happening right now. You must seek the Vedic knowledge urgently and lift yourself to a platform of knowledge above confusion don't accept the useless knowledge that's being given in every form of media you have unlimited access to reach out and take the Vedic knowledge because that is the knowledge that will support your conscious development and make sure you are a human Full of compassion and committed to the truth. For more episodes, use the AccessMedia.nz app for iOS and Android devices, or subscribe to this podcast via Spotify, iHeartRadio, or Apple Podcasts. This free FM podcast was brought to you with support from New Zealand On Air.